You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Old Southern Barbecue. Their award-winning sauces and rubs will add a Lombardi Trophy level of flavor to your Packers watch parties. The sweet and tangy Dixie Red Sauce packs a one-two punch with brown sugar and molasses, and the spicy Chicago Fire Sauce brings the heat with its fiery chili blend. Complete the championship flavor profile with their secret recipe brisket and rib rubs. And for the ultimate game day experience, let Old Southern Barbecue handle the catering. Their smoked meats, homemade sides, and cornbread muffins mm, will have your crowd celebrating like they're at the Super Bowl. Visit OldSouthernBarbecue.com today for catering menus and to order their mouth-watering sauces and rubs. Lays it up for Freeman. What a catch! That's insane! And your Diddy K make the catch. He scores! Oh, 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 MVP, what a great throws ever made. He did what? Welcome back to Packernet. JJ Leahy, Ryan Schlipp, and Jake Shavink. Uh, man, we should probably take a moment of silence here for <laughs> any number of things. I mean, a lot of people's fantasy scores, Aaron Rodgers, Achilles, the just entire city of New York. I mean, holy. First, you had the embarrassing debacle of the uh, 0 to 40 loss by the Giants. Then Aaron Rodgers comes out, and, you know, everybody's already feeling bad about 9 11. He tries to make it even worse uh, by just completely. I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, I don't, I don't think that I can recall anything sadder to witness in the last couple of years in NFL football than just like all of this hype building up for New York Jets fans all year long. And then just like, it could not have been worse. You didn't even, he did not get to complete a single pass. All, all you got was a little bit of, uh, highlights from training camp. That's it. Um, anyways, I do just want to give one quick special shout out before we hop into anything to Justin Fields for just, if he had thrown under 200 yards, I would have won $5,000. If he had thrown <laughs> over 231 <laughs> yards, I would have won my fantasy matchup. He wow. threw 216. So Justin Fields, screw you. <laughs> All right, guys. I mean, let's hop into speaking this. Speaking of fantasy matchups, I won yeah. by four in a in a league uh, where my opponent's QB was Rogers. So there you oh, go. Man. Yeah, I won by four. That there's. I had. <laughs> I come crazy. into the game. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, ah, who cares? It's over. <laughs> I, I I accept it. Uh, but man, I I just hope he plays again. Honestly, I know all all like rooting interests and everything aside. Um. Nobody wanted to see him go out like that. I just don't want to see that be it. Um, I'm worried. My dad said it immediately when the injury happened. He's like, oh, no, I think think I'm going to saw something on the play. And I'm like, oh, boy. And Yeah, it just was not – just did, really didn't want to see that, honestly. Uh, everything about the pick kind of, for me, went out the window. Honestly, wasn't even thinking about it. It was just like, man, this is just – just did not want it to be like that at all. Yeah, we do have to talk about the pick because uh, obviously big impact. You know, the first round pick is out the window. It's yeah. officially a second round pick. Ross Uglum on Twitter did some math uh, for us, which is nice. 
He said, uh, assuming that the Jets finish roughly eight and nine, which is I think about where they were last year. I think so. Basically, if you take all the picks that we've already received and the picks that we had to give back to the Jets and all that stuff, if the Jets finished roughly eight and nine, the Packers essentially moved an aging quarterback off of their books and cleared up, what was that, like 80 million bucks or something, and got the value of the 16th overall pick in return. There you go. Not too bad. And, dude, Luke Musgrave, by the way, is the guy we got with that second-round pick last year, already looking like a freaking stud. So yep. that's pretty encouraging. So. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this is like the one outcome where everybody loses. Rogers loses, the Jets lose, and their fans lose. The Packers lose. Nobody benefited from this. Right? Not even the Bills. They didn't. Have I was going to say. So. <laughs> was say uh, every all the, Bills, all the Bills had to do was control the football. Man, yeah, that was significantly worse for the Bills. If they'd have lost to Rogers, at least you know you could blame it yeah. on that. Exactly. That, just imagine if the way the defense played, if Rodgers played the whole game, like that might have been. Oh my god, that might have been. You know, back to back. You know, teams in New York just getting eviscerated in front of a national, in front of a national audience. Like, nope. yikes! Just all, all Allen had to do was play like Jordan Love did. Don't turn the ball over, and I think <laughs> they would have got it done. But he couldn't do it. I'm not even sure it was a win for Zach Wilson because the Jets. Promptly started calling up every other quarterback. <laughs> they played. They played Dallas existence. next week, so it's not a win for him at all. <sighs> like, I mean, I I think that the best thing you could have hoped for for Zach Wilson was the whole let's sit him for a year or two behind Aaron Rodgers and let him try and develop a little bit and maybe have another bite at this apple. I mean, come on, the dude looked as bad as he ever has, and and the organization wants to move on, you know, and get another. Starting quarterbacks. I don't know. Um, we are going to try and keep it fun. And um, we're going to have some fun dunking <laughs> on the Bears. We pulled some receipts. We pulled some just funny stuff to look at. Um, who wants to go first? Jake, do you have something pulled up? Um, I have it pulled up. Uh, the question is, do we want to show it though? <laughs> um, well, you, so, so, I, you know, I can describe our, our it. Primary audience is, <laughs> is audio anyways, but there are people I, tuning into the live stream. Yeah. I mean, I can describe it. It's very, it's a very simple one. Uh, it's basically just the circle of life and it has, um, basically exactly what you'd say. Uh, Bears fans talk tons of crap pregame. Packers proceed to embarrass them. Packers fans get revenge for said crap talk. Bears call for firing of head coach and GM. <laughs> That's it. That, that is the I circle mean, of life. It is. It's the circle of life. Uh, when ownership gets renewed, that's that's where it goes. And, and we're back at it for 2023. So, Speaking of the circle of life, this might be a warning to Jordan Love not to sign with the Jets. 15 years from now because you're going to get hurt. Like a good idea. Yeah. Not the season. It doesn't, doesn't seem to pan out super well in general. No. Uh, did you get either of you guys watch, uh, Matt Eberflus's press conference the day after the game, head coach of the Bears? I heard some snippets in terms of people quoting it on Twitter, but I didn't actually watch it myself. It was completely and utterly brutal. The Chicago media has like, <laughs> had it with just incompetent Bears teams. Uh so I mean fair. Oh what is this? Let's see. Oh no, I'm I am i am just queuing it up. We can go ahead and finish your thought. I'm just getting mine ready. 
It, it was brutal. So Eberflus started by blaming the players, which actually, after rewatching the game, I don't know that I can really disagree with it. I mean, it was just like horrifically crappy execution yeah. down yep. after down. Um, but they asked him about what's the guy's name? Demarcus? Was it Freeman? The the free agent edge rusher they brought in this. Oh, Walker. Walker, Marcus yeah. Walker. Thank you. So Demarcus Walker, apparently, according to a Bears reporter, I didn't hear Walker's um, interview. He said that the the pass rushing scheme needs yeah. to be, be better. <laughs> and Matt Eberflus was asked about that, and he said, yeah, "I don't know what he's talking about." <laughs> That's pretty then, funny. Then another reporter said, "So hey, the Packers are also trying to work in a new quarterback." And it seems like it's going pretty well for them. What are they doing differently than you guys are? And what can you, you know, bring in and try and copy what they're doing? And even if there's just literally refused to answer the question, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get it. Shut that. up. Have any of you guys watched this, by the way, the uh, QB school on fields? I saw the, uh, yeah. the Jordan Love one. I heard fields dropped, but I've been busy doing the podcast. I've been dying to watch it. I did watch it. It was I've never seen JT O'Sullivan get that frustrated in, his, in my life. Oh, there's yes. there's one point where he just starts like just swearing at the screen just over and over again. He should have like, just pulled that up. Oh, he's yeah. like, "What is this? What is this scheme? What is this execution?" He hated it. Um, side note: Having rewatched the game myself, Cole Komet did nothing on every single play. <laughs> the entire just nothing he wasn't blocking he wasn't running around he just was like just, just nothing it was the weirdest thing i don't know what the heck the plan was with cole Komet. here's the thing cole Komet did that luckily nothing like stood out horribly with Komet like it did with claypool so yeah i, was gonna I would say. just like to go last <laughs> week uh just reminding everybody you know jj did the like would you rather have the Packers receivers or the Bears receivers? And I said, any room yeah. with Claypool, I'm just not taking it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. that's Sunday is exactly why. That was dreadful. JT Sullivan in his video, there were two two different parts um, where he just immediately basically called for like whoever's coaching this group to get fired. So there's a <laughs> there was a Claypool missed block, and JT is just like, yeah, this is the kind of crap that gets wide receiver coaches fired like really early in the season. Um, he said the same thing about the, the play design at one point. He's like, I, nobody is on the same page about whether it's a run or a pass play. Nobody knows what's going on. It was, uh, it was amazing. Well, I, I will say too, and this, I talked about this. I just finished on the podcast, but I, I'm, I'm like, they do scapegoat Getsy way too much. There's no doubt. Bears fans blame him for everything. However, he is useless. <laughs> like that, he a hundred percent can't do the job. He's a fraud. He never should have got that job. So it's it's a little bit of both. On one hand, it's like the one touchdown to Mooney was like that was good play design. Everything else is terrible. Like come on, you'd have no idea what you're talking about. You just like the things that work and don't like the things that don't. A lot of times, things don't work because your team sucks. However, yeah, dude's trash for sure, and you were stupid to hire him. <laughs> They love it's. It's going to be a very much a like. Oh wow! Look, we poached the Lafleur tree from the McVay tree. One hundred percent. We're so smart. Look at us. Right. And it's like, yeah, the the Hackett thing went really well in Denver. I, I, oh man, there have been just stuff tossed out. You know, all the scenarios about who the Jets should acquire. Someone had the audacity to say Russ. Um, like the, we need to see that again. Uh, and Wait, then, the, yeah, Getsy, are you saying that the the Jets need to trade for Russell Wilson? Yeah, there was the someone had the audacity to say that on a podcast. <laughs> 
And he said, oh, how, you, you know what it, I saw? It wasn't like serious. It was like, how great would that be? Russ and Hackett back together again. Like, we don't need to see that. <laughs> we don't, we don't. Need to see I that. mean, we could. We'd like to see that, but I don't think we need to. <laughs> I saw, <laughs> I saw some Bears fans talking about optimistically talking about, well, what if, what if the Jets traded for Justin Fields? Like, okay, listen, the Jets are not going to come to your rescue. <laughs> And trade for your crappy quarterback. They had an opportunity to draft him. They said no. Can't imagine they're like, yes, that's that's what we want. It's not like it, it's not it, to be serious for a second. It's not like the Packers, you know, having interest in Deshaun Kaiser and then like eventually saying, yeah, maybe we want him as a backup. We'll go get him when he's a free agent. Like this is this is not that. Like there was never any indication of like, oh yeah, the Jets are very interested in Fields. They just kind of like Wilson better. It, that has not been a thing. Matt Lafleur. Go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say shout out to United Bates, by the way. Thank you for that. Jeremy Hey-o. said it best. Hail United Bates. So <laughs> thank you for showing up for the first time and then subbing up within five seconds. I appreciate that. Awesome. If the rest of you wouldn't mind doing that just immediately, there that would be fantastic. There we go. I'm just kidding, by the way. Hey, shout out to my mom. She texted me that she's watching tonight. So Dang, what's up, hey, JJ's mom? Hey. Uh, Matt LaFleur had, during his post-game presser, a line he was um, trying to give Luke Getze credit for the uh, 12 men on the field penalty that they caught the Packers in. He's like, well, you know, they got Luke over there now, so that's a part of their offensive scheme is to have that in there. And I'm like, I I understand what you're trying to say, that, like, you emphasize, like, trying to get the ball off quickly in those situations, but, like, that it, it was just such a like sad little olive branch of like, hey, Getsy, you know, you're my dude. I, I know it's sucking over there for you, but like, you did something kind of good. I'm going to give you credit for that. Matt, I mean, it, re- it, it really is that. a pathetic thought process. I always assume like, well, these guys know what they're doing. They're really smart. And then you look at it and it's like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. It's very obvious what they did. Number one, we want that Lafleur uh, tree because we think that yeah. that's just magically like he's just going to call the Lafleur plays and then we win. Which amazing <laughs> that a, that a, a, a organization would think that way. Second of all, they poached our number four and maybe I don't even know if he would have been fourth on our list to choose from. Matt Lafleur didn't even want him here. He showed up because Aaron Rodgers hired him. Yeah. So <laughs> he served no purpose here. The Packers were happy to let him go. It's like, how do you not know this? We know this. Shouldn't you know this? Do you not have anyone checking things out to be like, you know what? Actually, this guy got poached out of college because Rodgers wanted him back. Maybe this isn't the best decision. But you know what? It contributes to the Bears staying the Bears, and I couldn't be happier. Well, you know, Matt LaFleur had an offensive coordinator vacancy and happily let Getsy go to um, Chicago, happily let Hackett go to Denver, and... Hackett starts, you know, trying to poach guys from the Packers staff and, um, you know, LaFleur's kind of okay with it for a couple guys. And then he tries to poach Jason Vrabel, the wide receivers coach, and LaFleur blocked it. He's just like, no, we're, you're not doing that. Like, sorry, you can't go be Hackett's offensive coordinator. Luke gets it. He's like, see ya. You're going, you're going somewhere <laughs> else in the division. Okay. I'll take oh, it. Oh, shucks. What a great question. <laughs> no, don't go. Oh, I just forgot to block it. Sorry. <laughs> Imagine that a former wide receivers coach who's just a yes man buddy with your quarterback and never accomplishes anything coaching your young quarterbacks. Imagine that he doesn't know how to run a, this brilliant offense. You know, he's not. 
you don't have the next Sean McVay miraculously. We, we, we should know this by now. Like guys get jobs in the NFL because they know people like that's, right. that's exactly. heavily right. part of the, and, and it's, it's very much up to them whether they put it in the work or not. Uh, clearly when, <laughs> you know, if you've listened to the playmakers or is that what it's called? The podcast that Jordan Rodrigue did for the athletic where it's like Shanahan Something and like McVay that. and LaFleur, like those guys all put in the work. Like Shanahan was obviously, you know, probably got a job because of his dad and like, Okay, fair enough. And then he put in the work and, and, you know, he's, he's consistently evolving in offense. McVay's put in the work. LaFleur's put in the work. Will the rest of these guys, it's always a question mark whether that's going to happen or not. So yeah, Getsy is just trying to do the exact same things. It feels like without ever like looking to evolve too much. And that's where you're going to get, get bit a lot in this league is if you don't consistently evolve, change up looks, change up personnel, like, we shouldn't be surprised, though. Elevated Shine wants to know if Bakhtiari is going to play with the yeah, game being on turf. Dude, he's up. on uh, he's on like a war path. To... He is. Yeah. I mean, I know I, he's not the only one. They've been talking about this stuff for a while, and, and yeah. I think Bakhtiari has been part of it. But now that Rodgers went down, and 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 to be fair, the NFL, the NFL lost something major by not addressing this issue when they lost Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. it might be maybe time. I mean, assuming they agree with the assessment. And by the way, am I right in assuming that the the only reason this is being blamed, like his foot didn't slip out where it would have yeah. if it was grass? That's exactly. Because I, 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 at first I was trying to think like, what would that have anything to do with it? But if you think, I think that stuff is all woven together, so it won't really move as well. Have you seen the slow mo video of like you can actually see his his tendon like exploding? Yes. I have don't you seen like that? it at all. I I knew that it was in there, and I just I didn't watch. Because people are like, if you watch slowly, it's like I'm yeah. not checking that out. I don't they, want to see that. You could see it on replays. They even showed. Like, yeah, that's. I don't like it. It was not. Because Bakhtiari, in the offseason, Bakhtiari did this like interview circuit and all these podcasts where he was like, anybody who's willing to let him talk about turf, he would go do it. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about like, look, if you're playing on dirt, and then it's like something's got to give, and it's either the you know the ground has got to give or your leg like your leg is stronger than just like grass and dirt like the dirt gives and so you have something there but the turf just doesn't give at all so if something has to give it's your leg yeah Yeah. and and you can see on the video of roger's leg exploding that's what happened yeah i mean i'm 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 all on board with it because you know today or yesterday it's rogers tomorrow it might be bakhtiari you know or or christian watson or jordan love so yeah, I think if 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 it's as conclusive as it sounds like it is, which I think it is, there's more than enough data on this. Why would you not address it? I mean, we're doing everything in our power to prevent injuries. You you can't touch somebody's helmet. You can't do anything because we're worried about knees. You can't cut block. You can't hit high. You can't hit low. But we got a major thing here that could easily cut down on injuries, and we're not going to address it. I mean, I'm sure there's some problems with saying, "Hey, you got to spend however many hundreds of thousands to replace this," but. um I think you should still probably just go ahead and do it. Well, Bakhtiari made the point that like, so they're bringing, I, I don't follow soccer at all, but yeah, apparently they are doing this. They're bringing some soccer championship game, something <laughs> to the U S and it's going to be played in NFL stadiums. And they are taking out the turf and putting yep. in real grass for that game. And like Bakhtiari and some of the other NFL players are just, just purple. Yeah, that's insane. Living. You care more about these soccer players than you do about us. That's crazy. Why in the world would we play a game for you until you? So it's a valid question, Elevated Shine, whether he's going to play the the uh, a game you know on turf this year. I mean, it, the the dude I has not stopped 
screaming about how much he hates turf. Yeah. At some point, you got to wonder if he's going to like actually put his money where his mouth is and refuse to play on it. Yeah, the most recent one I can think of before before Rogers last night, like in like, on a big stage like that, what felt like a big like moment like that was was Jamison Williams, and you know that injury just, I mean, again, it, whether you, whether or not you you care about Bama winning or not, whatever, it's a it's a major injury to a big time player, and you yeah. know it, it changes the outcome of things because hey man, we got to you know. This 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 championship game, SEC title game, has got to be got to be on turf, got to be you know indoors, all that stuff. So I I get that not everybody has the facilities to do what Arizona and Vegas can do, where they can roll grass out, you know, and roll it back in. Right, MetLife's never going to be able to do that. They don't have the you know weather to do that year round. But something's something's got to give on that uh, on that front. Don't the Vikings have grass though? Or are they on turf? Um. That's a good question. I feel like the the Vikings you would like, think whenever, they'd be turf, but since whenever indoors, they put the but... list out, I always feel like the Vikings are listed on like the the good guy list. Maybe they are grass. No, if the Vikings can do it, because they, I mean, I think they're the most northern NFL team in the country. If they can do it, there's kind of yeah. not a uh, no excuse. Well, I don't know. I guess I just googled it, and it looks like maybe they have. Turf. Yeah, I do see turf under theirs. See, the Vikings are Gillette's another one, a big one. Just always doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Vikings. I'm getting there. Actually, kind of a cool organization. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So, U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones. By putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. 
Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Well, now where do we go? <laughs> well, I'm well, going back I, to dunking or? <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> no, if you got something else, I just. No, I mean, I, I get, we kind of already talked about it, but Elevated Shine here is talking about could players potentially oh. sit out. And I, I mean, I, I, I took it as a joke at first, but I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it, is that potentially something we, I hadn't really thought about it, but the dude is serious. And, and he just is not healthy. His knee is not doing well. I could see him. I don't think it's going to happen, but just off the top of my head, I could probably see him saying something to the effect of just, I'm, I'm not doing it. And, and I, if it gets to that point, what then happens? I do think that some of the uh, Packers beat needs to ask or should have already asked. Yeah. Great point. This question, because I mean, think about the fact that the Packers basically, you know, I mean, obviously one was a technicality, but they kept five offensive tackles on their initial 53. Maybe Bakhtiari told them, look, I will play all the grass games you want. I'm not going to play turf games. If, if that's the case, they need to be prepared for that. And I don't necessarily blame them if they choose to not <laughs> bring that up themselves, you know, before they have to. So I, I don't know. Somebody needs to have asked him about this already. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. No, I, I, it would be interesting to see if, if players would do that, especially like, you know, you think about one scenario, like, like contract years, you know, guys in contract year, you know, ready to get paid off, off the rookie deal. And it's, you know, concerned, Hey, we're going to be playing in a lot of, a lot of turf. It, it, it feels like, you know, draft picks sitting out of, you know, Oh, if the Rose Bowl is not a playoff game, I'm not playing in it. If my team's in a bowl game, I'm not playing in it. Like, could it end up being stuff like that? I don't see why not. My mom Shout out again to oh, I'm sorry, yeah, let's get to your mom first. Yeah, so she says, isn't Lambo heated? So actually, so Lambo does have grass, and they do heat the grass to keep it from from freezing. Um, and they they keep there's a big plastic sheet that they roll out over top of it, and they keep it. They, they the the problem is not the outdoor stadiums. The problem is the totally dome stadiums that are not getting actual sunlight in there. That's apparently very hard to grow grass in there. And so that's why, you know, like to Ryan's point, like the Cardinals, um, they roll their grass like out, like the, the, they move it out of the, out of the stadium, out into the sunlight during the week and then just roll back in for the game. And there's a couple stadiums that have retractable roofs. I think don't the Colts have a retractable roof. Uh, there's like, at least like three or four of them that have retractable um, roofs. Atlanta is one. Houston have theirs. Yeah, I know Atlanta's got that. I might be thinking of Houston when I said maybe Indy. it I might be Houston that I might be I thinking can of kind them. of roll it at least significantly to get. I think you're thinking of the Brewers. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody thinks about the Brewers. <laughs> hey, they're in first. United Bates, by the way, shout out. Thank you very, very much yeah. for the uh, for the donation. There, he says, "I'm all for grass." I think the turf issue will be addressed. The problem is how does the NFL make a standard on what is used? Even Packers use a hybrid field. And, J.J., yes, if you're interested, you can get one-third of the $10. You don't have to ask. <laughs> Heck, yeah. You you know me too well. I knew. Actually, I, I was, knew. What I was going to ask is where's my payout from last week's donut? Well, I figured we could let it accumulate since we're at about $0.75. Cents. So now we can add uh, $3.33. So we'll just call it, what, 4 bucks. we're up to? There you go. That'll that'll buy me a dooski. Okay. 
buy me a couple of dooskies. Well, <laughs> maybe uh, one and three quarters of a dooski. But thank you, United Bates. I appreciate that. All right, yeah. should I uh, should I pull mine up now? Should we do yeah. this thing? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me get my uh, let me get my audio set up. This is from somebody that. Um, what? Yeah, what? Um, wait, wait, hear yourself echo for a second here. What is their problem? Just, just photo. photo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't take it somewhere weird. All right, Jay, calm down, will you? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know. It's for the audio. Here we go. We're going to play it. That was terrible. I know it's a long season, but it feels like it's the Bears are just going to suck for the rest of my life. And the Packers are going to be good for the rest of my life. And there's nothing I can do about it. And it's so gutting and disappointing and terrible. I don't even think the Bears even talked at halftime because nothing changed. They didn't, the Packers looked completely different in the second half. The Bears looked like, like they hadn't changed anything. And it just all is back to the same spot where the Bears are going to suck all year. Like I, I looked at the schedule. Now they'll probably lose the Bucks. Then they have the Chiefs week three. Like the Bears are going to suck this year. And I don't ever know if Justin Fields is going to be good because I don't think they're ever going to give him a chance. And and the offensive coordinator is, is a numbskull, <laughs> and everything sucks. And the Packers probably have the best quarterback in the league somehow. The Bears are the Bears, and the Packers are the Packers. And for the rest of history, it will be the Packers beating the Bears, and there's nothing I can do about it. And there's no reason for me to even watch sports anymore. How is that? Is is Big Cat actually a Bears fan? A Bears fan? I can't remember. As far as I know, oh no, he oh is. no, he is. Unless if, if he's not, he's putting on a heck of an act because he's pretty hardcore about it. Are you playing? Are you playing video? another video? Nope. You want me to pull yours up? No, I want you to, no, fix, want you to the fix the audio. Oh, yep. I can do that first. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Yeah, you can share my screen. I I just right. got some. This is a unorganized mix of. Receipts and just funny tweets, I guess. This guy, uh, <laughs> this Bears fan has just been having just the worst week. I just love this. Look, <laughs> you got your like dunking sign. Yeah, in the right. Dumpster. Where is AA Ron? It's just in the dumpster and all he these thought, sad Bears fans walking out the stadium. He just, he thought that was going to be such a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> also, wait a minute. This guy is a CBS reporter for in CBS Milwaukee. Man, that's tough. <laughs> That's tough, man. <laughs> you got oh, I'm gonna come back to this one. Uh let me see here. Well, that's Alright, <laughs> this one. Imagine you were a few minutes late to turning on the Bills Jets game, and the first thing you see is Zach Wilson <laughs> at the helm. And it's just well, a, it's a gif of James Earl Jones just looking yeah, horrified. Yeah. It's funny because it happened so early. I bet there was a lot of people. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of people that had that happen. They just turn on the game and like, what the heck is going on here? I missed I 14 so, seconds. <laughs> I thought that I was watching like a replay of the previous season. Like they were talking about, you know, <laughs> I thought this was going to be like, oh, and look at the new look Jets. And then I just see like, you know, the camera cuts to like some stand, a fan in the stands just like looking like he wants to kill himself. Yeah. Flip, flipping like, the bird. Man. Yeah. They had a bird flip on. That was so <laughs> wild. After the Milano pick, that was. <laughs> uh, and they just held that camera there. Nobody was there to take yeah, it off. They, they just, they just let it ride. 
They're like, ah, that's about right. Yeah. No. About right. Yeah, we'll leave that. This is my favorite. You guys know how much I have always hated. Yes, Zach I do. Wilson and Zach Wilson pick. So this is <laughs> the Monday morning quarter black. He tweets, Zach Wilson is aggressively terrible. <laughs> like he leaves no doubt you are that's watching so weird. a bad quarterback. <laughs> aggressively terrible. That's, that's so weird, but I, I kind of love it. It's, <laughs> that's, that's really funny. I love like, it. wish I would have thought of that for Justin, fields. When you're watching Justin Fields or even like Jordan Love, like there's times when maybe, you know, you think like, okay, like that bad play was probably on the quarterback, right? Like that probably sucked, right? But then you watch Zach Wilson and you're just like, get this guy off my screen. Did you guys, I finally tuned into the Manning cast for the first time in my oh, life. Peyton no, was ticked, bro. Peyton it. was, Peyton hates Zach Wilson, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he hates him. <laughs> I usually watch games on mute because I just don't like the announcers in general. And my buddy called me up and said that I had to turn on the Manning cast. He's a big Colts fan. So I was like, dude, I, I don't need to hear about your love for Peyton. And he's like, no, it's genuinely hilarious. And I tuned it on. I, I did not think it was hilarious, but I was kind of um, amused by just how just pissed off Peyton was the entire time. He's, <laughs> have you seen that there, there's a clip going around? Actually, I probably can pull it up. It's, um, Peyton is being asked. Oh, I don't know if I can share my audio. I gotta. I have to unshare my screen and reshare it. I think to get audio. Okay. Peyton's being asked about. Oh man. About Zach Wilson. Uh, let me see here. Randy says, "How odd was it to have both Gary and Smith on the sideline during a defensive series and still have respectable play?" Yeah, I, I had pointed out the stats. We had eight guys that just dominated statistically like 15%, 20%, up to 50% pressure rate. Yeah. Right. Just I think you made, a, you made a good point where like, you're kind of like over the, like you, you could never have a, too many pass rushers trope that, that people <laughs> throw around, but man, it, it's nice to have four. It's nice to have four. They can just go in there and yeah. go, ah, yeah, I, I feel like the, the play may drop off a little, but it's not enough where I'm, I'm, I'm concerned at all. Like this is this is really nice to have four guys. It feels, you know, it kind of feels like we're the Eagles a little bit on Sunday. It kind of was nice. It's like, oh hey, we're rotating guys in, but you know, they're still good. It's it's still a stupid saying, but I don't know exactly where the cutoff is. I I'm I'm comfortable. I I've realized that I'm comfortable with six. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know exactly. I mean, I'm, I doubt I'd be upset with eight, but somewhere somewhere beyond that, you know, I start yeah. to get a little iffy on it. Well, part of the it for me is like if I just started naming some crazy names, like okay, you got all these guys, but like, what if I offered to add TJ Watt to this? Like, would you turn me down? Yeah. Would you insist that I cut, you know, Kingsley to make room for TJ Watt? Like, <laughs> I, I I don't know if you'd want to cut Kingsley. I'm fine with those five. You can cut the other two, perhaps. <laughs> those five sound good. Well, I, I don't have to feel self-conscious about this because I just got a haircut today. So I, I don't know who that's directed at. Probably, I guess, JJ, because he's not wearing a hat. Uh, if oh, I wasn't wearing I'm, a hat, I would get the comment for sure. Yeah. Actually, I have a haircut scheduled for tomorrow morning. My my hairdresser, hairdresser, my barber, um, canceled my last two because uh, of some personal stuff. And so I, I texted and I said, dude, I got to get my hair cut like this week or I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Today, today I just walked in 
because I, 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 we got a place in town. I call them all the time and they never answer their phone. They're always booked up forever. I just walked in like, Hey, I don't see you doing anything. You want to cut my hair? I promise it'll be fast. She's like, all right, fine. So I got her taken care of. All right, I found my video here, and now I'm ready to try and share the audio. All right. Let's see. Share tab audio. Who's shut up? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Leave me in my technical uh, difficulties alone. You can get on the perfect prediction panel. Yes, yeah. Times will Zach Wilson throw the ball the rest of the game? So far... It looks like he's thrown it 12 times. Will he reach 25 times? No. Three more. <laughs> no. One of them. Oh, well, we, oh this was so bad. Kurt Russell in. <laughs> oh, wow. You can get on the oh. prediction panel. How many oh. He looks like oh. Kurt Russell, then just trails off. Kurt Russell, what? Probably <laughs> uh, in yeah. some movie. I want to know makes, what. Yeah, sense. we got to figure out. What, I don't know what movie really though he's know. talking about. That's a shame. I gotta look up Kurt Russell movies. Oh. <laughs> he's like he just no three more max. <laughs> I. I I think everybody, if you're watching the Manning cast, I think you just basically were like agreeing with him, or you're like, wow. Three? Really? Three more? I don't know, man. That's 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 a lot. <laughs> like I, I don't know, man. Like Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook just rotate every series. I this could work. Just Wildcat. You know, actually the the Jets are the team that that did ran Wildcat a couple years ago. So who was it? Mike White got hurt, and they they went through all three of their quarterbacks got hurt in the same game, and then um, Le'Veon Bell. Just started oh. running wildcat the whole rest of the night. Yeah, I think I think I got the movie. It's Kurt Russell in Escape from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> well, I maybe they'll decide to do it. I mean, Miami did it on purpose for a while. So, I would I rather have Brees and and Cook and like Michael Carter out there a bunch over Wilson throwing the ball a lot. Probably uh, would people be absolutely live it out their skulls that Garrett Wilson isn't getting targeted anymore in fan for fantasy football. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm here for whatever they can figure out uh, offensively. I, I prefer as somebody who would like the high second round pick, keep Zach yeah. Wilson in the game. That would be great. I uh, yeah. would appreciate next week is going to be probably a disaster. Uh, they're playing Dallas. So yeah. as long as Dallas yeah, I, doesn't I, I have would, four turnovers in the game. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> I will take the 33rd pick in the draft. I'll do it. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Plus, plus the Jets get to keep their, their own first-round pick. So AFC they can take team, yeah. Caleb Williams. Yep. Bears don't get them. me. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, in theory, the we plan. should be talking about tackles for them, I think. But <laughs> I get where you're at with the listen, QB. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I don't. You, just leave. Just let me do this, all right, okay? All right, all right, all right. And Goose, no, it's not weird to say that uh, the Bears bring you so much joy. I watch Bears games almost as religiously as I watch Packer games for that exact reason. I love watching Bears games. It brings me so much joy every single time. If I'm able to, I will never miss a Bears game. You guys know um, a couple of really loud Bears fans on Twitter 
I, apparently there's this no EJ guy who I don't I don't know him. At all. Oh, I blocked that all guy. The time. <laughs> but there is this guy Ill Will. Have you run into him? Uh huh. Okay, yeah. Ill. I think Ill Will. He's is worse than EJ. Dude. He's a decent dude, but man, he cannot help himself running his mouth. <laughs> oh, dude, the checks his butt wrote. Oh my goodness, I can't imagine. <laughs> United Bates, another yeah. twenty-five cents for JJ. United Bates donates two dollars, so JJ can get another twenty-five cents. Thank you, United Bates. I don't know. That's quite thirty-three percent, but I guess <laughs> this is funny. This is funny. So, so ill ran his mouth all summer long, and he was just getting more and more just like aggressively annoyed throughout the summer. And his last few tweets before the game were just just beautiful. And I have this four tweet series. Here's one. This is before the game. Please air it out. Do not give Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon 30 carries. Please rely on the right arm of Jordan Love because all you need to do is run a fast 40, right? Also before the game, no team's defensive coordinator loses sleep over stopping Jordan Love. They stress over Justin Fields. <laughs> then he's got after the game. This town and this organization don't know how to develop a quarterback. It's why we're the only organization that hasn't had a 4,000-yard passer or 30-touchdown passer or infrastructure from top to bottom. I've seen this same story play out all my life. If you're a younger Bears fan, you can fall for the banana in the tailpipe. This organization builds quarterbacks. There's a reason we've never had a 4,000-yard passer. It's not bad luck. It's failure, which is absolutely true. That's correct. Who Who is you he's speaking to? I think the call was coming from inside the house about three hours before he tweeted that. Just saying. So I don't oh, know. You, you naive younger Bears fans can fall for the banana. Right. Yeah. Field, I'm right? a changed man from three hours ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, that, that guy. I mean, it was, it was daily. Every time I log in, he's got a list right. of things he's talking about and he'll, he sit there and argue with you. It is amazing. And I've talked about this before, how absolutely paper thin all these guys were. I mean, it, it took. One game for them to give up on their team. It took one quarter for the entire stadium to start booing their team. Like they, 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 all that bravado was fake. They were hiding so much fear and everything else. I mean, they knew everything we were saying was true. They, they put on a big front, but one bad game and it's like, this season's over. Tank for Williams. Like it's just, I, I, I give up. I mean, half of them are already saying that. So, I mean, it's, it is pathetic. And I do hope they get, well, no, I don't want, I, I guess we kind of want them to be Tampa, as sad as that is. But I would enjoy them losing to Tampa because they thought that was an auto win, which is hilarious, by the way. They did. No, here's, here's what I want. Cause I think last year basically played out perfectly. They sucked all year. And then the last few games of the season, they convinced themselves and the organization oh. convinced themselves. That Fields was the answer and that, like, listen, next year, baby, all we got to do is just add a wide receiver and a guard and some linebackers, and this is it. Yeah, yeah Red Swarm said – Quarterbacks yeah. in the draft? Go ahead. It's true. We got Red Swarm Falcons fan in here. says, look forward to our matchup this week in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Do you guys uh, do a show later in the week? I'd love to swap score predictions closer to the game. Oh yeah, this was supposed to be Ooh. a Falcons preview pod, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got we got into the Falcons. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm having so much fun talking about how terrible the Bears are. I'd hate to switch to how great David Onyemata is, and uh, you know Grady Jesse Jarrett Bates. and Jesse Bates. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about Drake London 
and freaking Kyle Pitts and Bijan. I don't want to do that. I'm having too much. I mean, if we got to do it, we'll do it. But they actually have talent, and I just prefer making fun of the Bears. I got another one here. This is another Bears fan. So this is looks like it's toward the end of the Packers Bears game. Okay. So you know the Cowboys Giants game hasn't been played yet, and all that. And he tweets, Brian Dable would have had Fields looking like an All Pro right now. And then, like two and a half <laughs> hours later, he replies to himself, "Never mind." <laughs> oh yeah. Oh oh, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Man, everybody, uh, yeah. Oh, the Giants, man. So here, good. I, I got something that's that's not so much funny. It's just kind of, I guess, cool. Okay. Let me share my screen. This is – so watch – once you share my screen, watch uh, – so oh, Jordan Love is going to get, yeah, this you is know, pushed, pushed out of bounds here and watch yeah. the sideline. Real quick. I just like from the sideline scoop him up. <laughs> Who went the furthest? Well, Jaden Reed came flying in off the Gosh, edge of the screen at the yeah, end here. Yeah, Jaden Reed DeGuara came from all over. I feel like I tell yeah. you what, man, I I I McDuffie, Luke yeah. Van Ness. There goes Sewell. Yeah. Actually Van Ness just stood Sewell there. Got in there real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah Van Ness was coming De- up from the bench. Was DeGuara in the game? <laughs> That he was for this play. play. Okay, I was like, it's like, where did he come from? Like, he feels like he was well, on the. He came screaming down from somewhere. Did you see the three so tight ends that? Oh, three yes. tight ends that that actually. Oh, you know what? I sent it. I sent it in the group. Let me. Uh, oh. I, I can pull it up. So this is. Where'd it go? Here it is. All right. Three tight end set that LaFleur ran. So you got, you got Deguar right here. This is this is the good stuff. Ben Sims and Luke Musgrave, I think. Good old Benny Sims. I mean, they, what what a madman formation this is. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is freaking awesome. Is Matt LaFleur okay? Like, he's just like, I feel like Matt LaFleur is looking ahead to the next couple games, and he's like, I want to make sure that there is no usable tape. Period. <laughs> they just threw this in the garbage. It's just like he's just like I am going to run plays out of every single personnel grouping imaginable. No consistency from down to down. Good luck opposing defensive coordinators. Screw you. You know what this is? You know what that is? That's a nice little wink or a hat tip to uh the other side of the sideline this weekend, I think. Who else would do that? Oh, Probably Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. Probably. There you go. Who's like? Who's on? Who am I? Mr. I'm Mr. Three tight end out yeah. there. Yeah. Would, yeah. You know, he might take a step further, being twenty three. I don't know. Like. <laughs> so nice little, nice little. Hey, see you next weekend type of thing there to, to Arthur Smith. I like it. Dude, what if what if Matt Lafleur ran like a. What would you even call that? Just a, a zero? Because we can't have more than three tight ends out there because we don't have three, four tight ends on the roster. Well, what if you ran like a zero three? <laughs> oh, God, three. That'd be dope. Three tight ends, two receivers. Mm. Oh man, it makes me wish that Alan Lazard was still here. I'll put him <laughs> out. <there. laughs> no, we got we got Malik. 
yeah, Heath and I, Wix. Wix blocks pretty well. I, I mm-hmm. feel like there's there's two right there if you want to get into zero three. Or you know what would be funny is um, Malik Heath out there and Samari Toure because he's like the tiniest guy we have on offense. Anti Heath. <laughs> They're good foils of each other. I will say that. So everything's on guys, the table. You guys, you guys want to actually uh, buckle down and figure out who the Falcons are. Okay. All right. So, Don's probably already I, I, gone, but thanks for stopping, uh, Don. <laughs> after after rewatching the game, uh, and, and I watched the Packers offense first, and then I watched the Packers defense, I came in a kind of feeling like there was nothing that I could possibly learn about the Packers from this because the Bears didn't try defensively, and they were incompetent offensively. And I felt like... I felt like there was just nothing to learn about the Packers secondary about yeah. about the Packers offensive line like the the fact that we couldn't get any sort of movement run blocking was just bizarre to me because this this Bears defensive line didn't even try and do anything. I'm I don't know why we couldn't run the ball better than we did. Shout out to Clayton too. He says y'all need to put some respect on Fields name. <laughs> <laughs> that that eighty two rushing grade though, another twenty five. Appreciate you, Clayton. <laughs> JJ's just <laughs> raking it in today. <laughs> oh, we need a we need a cha-ching sound for this. We should. This we, show. Should. we need to put I that can, in. Anybody? <laughs> I can work on that. I get that. <laughs> I do think we need to have a rule. If I get kicked off the stream, I should get the entire donut for getting kicked. Oh, off. I feel no, like that ain't happening. Dude, you've made like seventy-five on the negotiating table off of booting me off the stream. Well, then I'm just well. The, the problem is I wouldn't kick you off the stream. Then that's the problem, and then that you just also, de- defeats all the fun. You also, I think, made some good money off of uh, me using the referral code on all these uh, all these betting sites that you sent me. Like, oh, I don't get anything there. from that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. That's just so they can track how many people come in. You don't get money for that, like they, they not put not a, on a, a not on a per per sign up basis. No, they they pay a flat fee to advertise for us. So you get way more money on that than you would from the referrals for the four people you sent over there, and the two dollars they give you for referring somebody. Well, hey, I get twenty five cents every two dollars on this stream. So. There you go. Um, we're sitting here worried. We were, we're so close to the Falcons preview. We were just JJ really we, wants to do, to to do the, a breakdown of how much money he makes right here in the middle of the stream. We were at the finish line. We were at the finish line. It's like or, or whatever you you could call it the halfway house, like whatever you want to call it. Like we were there, stretch over the line. Falcons preview. I'm trying to find Cha Ching, and you got me looking at well, nonsense here. Clayton wasn't even trying to sidetrack us either. I mean, that was like no, he's just being nice in the donation. I, Clayton's taking all my notes. He's putting it in the he's putting it in the comments. <laughs> Ooh, I've rewatched the Falcons Look, two times for this. I get I get thirty moment here. I get three dollars and thirty three cents now. Check out their Andy's offense. dono with their offense. Somebody talk about it. the Falcons. I would love <laughs> to talk about their offense. Um, all right, I'm just Jake. gonna read what Clayton commented because it's basically what basically I what I've got. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Now you gotta fix the audio again so we don't hear. I got it. I got it. I got it. And we're good. Um, Yeah. So honestly, it was, 
it's annoying a little bit to watch the Falcons offense. Um, I think Pitts and London have five combined targets last week. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Clayton says, sorry, I was lying. <laughs> um, but I oh believe they, they, they were last week uh, in the run game. Uh, it was two to one zone to gap scheme. So they're, they're clearly favoring zone and that, that shouldn't be a shocker, right? Arthur Smith coming over from Tennessee. Uh, what I noticed the most is how much they're mixing up personnel, even when they're in the same, same formations. Uh, but when they, you know, when you get into 12, 13 and 22, they're still mixing up guys. They had what three tight ends take the field. So that's, you know, feels pretty you know pretty familiar uh, on this side of uh, of the sideline for for Green Bay like oh yeah they do kind of what we did last week Janu Pitts and and Parker Hesse all play Keith Smith was in there at fullback so they're not afraid you know to have two backs on the field especially uh when you can have a guy like Bijan Robinson who can play in the slot and he's proved that we saw that at Texas we saw him go out you know he runs post routes he's not afraid to be you know a receiver out there i think they're treating Bijan like a soup souped up version of Cordero Patterson. And that's something you have to watch out for. He's that they, they had a play where Bijan's in the slot. They have a motion over and he, he's taking the toss in motion. They're getting Janu out front. Janu's in the backfield. Like they, they do all kinds of stuff, uh, moving guys around. They feel a little bit, sorry about the squeak. Uh, they feel a bit positionless on offense as well. Like they'll throw pits out wide. That's something they did a lot last year. London can be in the slot. London can be out wide. London, you know, obviously helps as a blocker. So does Pitts. <laughs> off the go. rails. There we go. Professor, really good. <laughs> Professor Cakes getting us off the rails, but it's yeah, too good to not read. It, it is too good. It is. The falcon good. is a predatory, predatory bird who is also lactose intolerant. <laughs> Did you put that in your notes, smart guy? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Matt LaFleur is like, oh, oh Arthur Smith. Let's <laughs> <Nice> try <laughs> <laughs> is the lactose intolerance part how much they're going to throw at um, the Falcons offensive line with the the mixture of personnel? Because I feel like probably. That, that's probably part of it. Because I will say um, to quickly kind of move to the offensive line, if you look at the grades, I don't know if you guys have checked out the grades from Atlanta oh, last week. Yep. The offensive line is like they giant dis- they're giant discrepancies uh, between uh, <laughs> the two phases of the game. Uh, you know, Bergeron obviously well, they, had. They it. cannot pass black. So <laughs> Bergeron's the one, the one, uh, the one. exception to the rule, which just shouldn't be surprising to anybody. Bergeron played left tackle at Syracuse. I don't think it should surprise anybody that his run blocking grade so bad. He's used to moving edge, de- edge defenders in the run game. He is not used to blocking, you know, 300 pound defensive tackles. He's not used to combo blocking 300 pound defensive tackles. So I'm not surprised that the run blocking grade isn't good. They kicked him in there. They're, uh, that's their plan. Uh, that's where they want him. Okay. Uh, Lindstrom got the bag. That pass blocking was that, that grade is disgusting. Uh, that was very much reflected on the film. What a dreadful performance. Derek Brown had his way with, with Lindstrom all afternoon. Um, and McGarry's technique in pass pro. Oh, it's, oh, it's horrible. Dude's just opening up vertically. He's, he's not staying square when he's setting. It's, it just feels like he was panicking the whole time. And to be fair, you know, he's facing Brian Burns, who's looking for a contract. That's the worst time to face a player. Uh, is they're coming out, oh, you don't want to pay me. Okay. And, and Burns let him have it as well. So that, that D line, O line matchup, like Drew Dahlman was solid at center, but they've, 
they have a lot to clean up uh, in terms of the offensive line. But they kind of have some trump cards at the skill positions. If Bijan's, you know, getting in motion, he's in the slot, he's in the backfield, they move him around, they get him the ball, and then you see what he does in space. Uh, that touchdown. That is that move. I mean, I can't believe that move didn't have the defender snapping an Achilles, to be perfectly honest. Like that was that's Bijan. And and he's going to have that. Bijan's and done. so the front seven has to be disciplined. The safeties have to fill and tackle. That's you know, I get it. Darnell Savage, awesome grade last week tackling. Bijan's a different animal at running back. That's what I had in the Falcons offense though. Just stay off the long. Clayton had some notes for us too here. He says Falcons are pistol 12 and 21. Gotta watch Robinson flex on the slot and Pitts is a matchup issue for sure. About to start the second pass through the Falcons Panthers game. And then he adds in the most important note, Ritter is cheeks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He he drops his eyes. He drops his eyes. He's a panicker, which means he's cheeks. Yep. (laughs) Shorthand for the Falcons offensively is they do have a. Wicked offensive line that uh, just punishes you in the run-blocking game. And then they drafted, over the last three years, my number one uh, non-quarterback, you know, uh, offensive skill player in each of the last th- three drafts. They took uh, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and Bijan Robinson. Those three guys, I think, are all studs. Now, Drake London had a bad week last week. But outside of them... Receiving options, um, I mean, those are the only three guys worth throwing to. Now, it is worth addressing. Scotty Miller is on this team now. <laughs> oh, but Kevin King isn't, so. Yeah, Kevin King is long <laughs> gone. He's not here anymore, so Scotty Miller can't hurt us anymore. I, I apologize. But they, they don't have a quarterback, though. I mean, Desmond Ritter, you know, he was fun to watch at Cincinnati. He had, I think, two decent games last year out of the four he played. Really, really bad uh, week one performance against Carolina Panthers, who are a weird defense, but not like a fantastic defense. Um, this is this is a game that I think is largely going to be t- determined by the Packers' offensive success against the Falcons' defense because. Right now, that's where all the talent resides. Um, you know, the, the Falcons offense does pre- present some, uh, challenges that you gotta account for, but they're, they are limited enough that I think that schematically you can key in on shutting down Bijan and Kyle Pitts and Drake London and nobody else that they really have can hurt you. By the way, shout out to Andy for the $10 super chat says tired of hearing, wait until you play a good team. Good teams are supposed to dominate bad teams. Sorry the Packers did that, I guess. And he, I, I think he's absolutely right about that, too, because it's one thing if you beat the Bears by one and it's like, wow, cool, you beat the Bears. We beat the crap out of the Bears. We didn't just beat the Bears. We stomped the Bears. So, I mean, yeah, we don't know exactly what the team's going to be, but um, I think it's probably a good sign if you think your team's good to beat the living daylights out of bad teams. By the way, I figured I'd throw this in here. <laughs> JJ pay counter currently at $7. Come on. Well, and that, that doesn't, in, that doesn't, in, on there? 
Yep, so I, I added those. That doesn't include this, however. United Bates threw in a $10 super, says, Give JJ a raise, go pack go. Nice. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a raise real quick if you guys want to continue. <laughs> uh, Jake, oh, yeah. offensively, obviously the run defense is going to be, or I should say offensively for the Falcons, the run defense for the Packers is going to be a... Wait, that's wrong. What's wrong? No, I'm sorry. That your pay was wrong. I was doing the 25% thing because everybody was doing that, so I did 25% of 10. <laughs> All right, Jake, talk to me about uh, defensive focuses for the Packers this week besides stopping the run. Well, I was going to say they, they have to, you know, be aware of where Drake London is at all times, but I'm not sure Arthur Smith knows who Drake London is. So that's, that's one of the real question marks. Sure, at Desmond the end of Ritter game. knows who Drake London is. Yeah. Desmond Ritter might know. And, and maybe Desmond Ritter this week goes, Hey, Arthur, buddy, uh, this, this can't, this, this has to stop. I'm not targeting myself the same number of times I'm targeting Drake London in a game. <laughs> that's not happening again. I don't want to see Mac Hollins out there more than Drake London. But I'm not sure he has that kind of pull. So uh, other than than stopping the run, I think you have to be aware of the Falcons getting guys into space. And I think they're going to test uh, whether or not Green Bay secondary is willing to tackle. As well as not to get back into the run game because you said don't do that, but they're going to get to the perimeter too. It's not just going to be, you know, it, there's not going to be just, you know, power. There's not just going to be inside zone, right? They're going to get wide and they're going to test if corners are going to take on responsibility that they need to in a defense and take on some pulling guys and, and let others replace and make the tackle. So it's partially on that. It's partially going to be, okay. Yeah. Can you tackle Drake London, you know, on the quick game that we're going to run? Can you tackle? Kyle Pitts on stuff where maybe we're running play action and he's, you know, going to be running some over routes in the short area of the field. Can you tackle Bijan in space? We're going to throw him the ball a bunch. And that's, that's going to be the focus. I don't think there's anything where, you know, if we talk about it's, it's going to be about getting, we've talked about this before with the defense, you know, getting the third and seven, third and eight is huge because it's going to allow what we saw last week with, with the defensive line happen again. So, it's going to be about tackling. And if, you know, the Packers that, you know, if, if Rudy Ford tackling shows up like we've seen it kind of not show up in, in recent weeks, you know, going back a little bit to last season as well, then there's going to be a problem. If Savage doesn't play like he did last week in terms of tackling, it's going to be a problem. So if, yeah, if they don't tackle, it, it's going to be, it, it could be a long afternoon. By the way, I owe a couple of these. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, it's not just Bijan. Oh, Bijan was stop. the... I guess that just keeps playing. <laughs> Bijan was their best receiver last week, and I would expect that probably to continue this I week as well. I would agree. But they also have Tyler Algier, who was freaking fantastic last yeah. year and had a fine... In fact, you know pretty darn great game week one as well yep. i mean this is a this is every bit one of the most impressive running backs rooms in the nfl right up there with anybody else <laughs> I didn't and, and if you've got 
What a great comment. <laughs> Elevated Shine says Ryan keeps disappearing off the side of the screen like Josh Myers did on Sunday. Jeez. Elevated Shine. It's kind of a cool it. trick, though. It yeah, is, it is pretty cool. I don't need the PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I do but agree I, with well, Algier. Well, well and, and I think we'll see Bijan line up in the slot. Yep. And Tyler Algier probably on the field at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 out ponying uh, what Green Bay you know can Oof. provide in terms of the pony package. It hurts to it hurts to say that, but <laughs> like you said, JJ Algier is he's a good runner. Like there's it's not like he's overwhelmingly sudden or quick. You know, is he the fastest player on the field? No, but he's a, he's a grinder. Uh, he's not afraid. You know, they can get him in on the wide zone stuff because he's got good vision for cutback lanes, and you know he'll. He'll push it outside. He's got enough speed, and, and he's a tougher guy to bring down. He's well built. Not that Bijan isn't, but Algier is, you know, a pretty thick, thick player at at, at running back. So, I Real they're going to have their hands full. How many tight ends do you think the Falcons have on their roster? I don't know. They have six right tight ends there. and a fullback on the roster. Which yeah, fullback should play on Sunday. Yeah, ten snaps. Yep. Yeah. The fullback. Keith Smith. Yep. They have they have Johnu Smith. They also have, and I was relieved that he had a crappy, uh, crappy grades in week one. They have um, Nicole Pruitt. Oh, that's right. Who's a dude that I've been begging for in Green Bay since 2020. I don't understand why the Packers have never brought this dude in. He's played for uh, the Titans. The 49ers, now the Falcons. I mean, he's just making the rounds no. in the Shanahan McVay, um, you know, offensive tree. And the Packers have had zero interest despite just not having any tight ends. In the, I mean, the Falcons have six tight ends and a fullback, and they're like, oh, hey, let's bring in Michael Pruitt as well. Come on, Goody. <laughs> I think he plays pretty decently well everywhere he goes, too. I mean, his, his grades from week one this year looked like crap, so it made me feel better, but. Yeah, I will say they they're doing that. Do you, do we do we want to do that? You know, the come on Goody thing. Do we want to do that? Do we want to have games where they're like, why aren't you throwing to Christian Watson? Why aren't you throwing to Romeo Dobbs? And Matt Lafleur goes, this isn't fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not sure right. we want that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like the balance that that Green Bay has. The, the, the passing game in Atlanta. Hey, they, the Packers seem. I think they seem excited about their new tight end, Ben Sims, that they brought in. Sims seems like they were kind of thrilled that he became available. Uh, Undrafted free agent rookie picked up by the Vikings, and uh, as soon as the Vikings cut him, Packers immediately got on the phone with him, and Matt LaFleur said, like, hey, how how soon can you be here in Green Bay? <laughs> can you hop in your car and drive here now? And they, they played him. He, play, he was on the field for significant – Meaningful snaps on yep. Sunday against the Bears, week one. That's that's awesome. So I'm excited to see what this guy's going to do. You know, I mean, we none Promptly. of us were thrilled with what Tyler Davis did on offense in the preseason last year, but I mean, I think that he was a solid piece and a significant loss for us when he went out this summer. So hey, if Ben Sims can come in and you know at least replace Tyler Davis or maybe be an improvement on that, I'm that that gets me excited. Came in and promptly gave him Tucker Craft's job, so that's exciting. 
I forgot we do we do have four tight ends on the roster. Yeah. I literally forgot Tucker Craft. <laughs> it's not a good sign. <laughs> no, it's not a good sign. Jake Dang. Jake is not happy right now oh, with this conversation. They had, they had Deguara and <laughs> need to stop drafting players I like in the third round. Craft. This is talking about second year in a row. Oh. Already, I like Sean Ryan. Very nice. And then they take Kraft to the third. I'm sorry. Look, no hate to Tucker Kraft as an individual or even as a player, but until he does something, I'm just going to assume that the curse has claimed him because the, the yeah. curse. What did we decide it was? Like undefeated, it's, it's 19 and 0. Just, yeah, since Burnett, Morgan Burnett, right? What year was he? Was he 05 or 04? <sighs> a long time ago, man. I don't know. A while. So that's 18 years. <clears throat> 18 and 0. Jeez, can't do it. Can't do it. That's painful. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it to the point where it's like it's ridiculous to say you should trade your third round pick because obviously that's silly. Yeah, but is it like at this point, like what what what's more realistic that they just accidentally missed fifteen years in a row, 18, or eighteen huh? eighteen years in a row, yeah. or that there's actually a real live curse in the draft for the third round for the Packers? I don't know. I don't know which one's more unrealistic. I mean, of all the things to be cursed about, I guess I will take missing in the third round every year, and I will take never having a long snapper. You know what? If that's what we got to live with, but we get back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and every single second-round wide receiver we take is you know a a Packers Hall of Famer, I can live with it. Dakota will not stand for the Sean Ryan slander in the comment section. Again, no hate to Sean uh, Ryan, but I just I yeah. need to see it to believe it. I at this point I believe in the curse more than I believe in any of these. I don't think it matters. It would matter who you draft. I yes, think that, you drafted if you drafted Christian Watson in the third round, he would suck right now. Poor Amari right. Rogers, that guy would have been that, so good if we could took him in the second. Yeah, that begs the question: If the Packers took Amara St. Brown in the third round, like would he have not been good? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. True. Like that's I was. Uh, yeah. That's that's really that's really it, right? Like, mm. Brandy Lewis Great wants to know question. why do the Packers lose their mind when they play any team in the South? I will Bigotry. say, <laughs> I will say that even when we win down South, I'm specifically thinking of the Panthers. The last few times we played them, like the Panthers have sucked, and it's been like a really tight one score game every time. Yeah, it does seem like you you get kind of the worst version of the Packers when they go down south. Yep. Now, Dallas, Texas doesn't count. That's right. true. No, that's that's, that's true. Actually, Houston doesn't seem to count either. Um, no, six touchdowns. The, I think it's just the southeast. Florida, yeah. Georgia. What else they got over there? Well, Carolina. New Orleans. Yeah, but we, we played pretty decent the last time we played at – New Orleans. Now, when we played New well, Orleans at Jacksonville, Jacksonville exactly. And the Jacksonville yeah. curse got us. Yeah. Yep. There it is. But when we played at the Superdome, I thought we played really well. And that was, um, that was when, um, that was his name. Drew, Drew Brees was still there. You know, yeah. that was, oh, that was, that was the game. That was Al Lazard. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Torres, whatever his midriff or whatever. Torres Bellingham. What? They I think we could probably Dolphins. just 
we can probably just blame all of our problems on Aaron Rodgers and just assume that everything's fixed now. So no matter what it is, like why do you struggle in the South? That was Rodgers. We're fine now, <laughs> right? Even even the third round curse, maybe even though well, you know this year or whatever. Technically, but, well, I'm just saying. Maybe it was it was kind of we we're kind of in no man's land. It was a little gray, it's a gray area with Rodgers this year. So now that he's gone, next year it'll Wait be a fine. Minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, no. Think about how many years it's been to the to the exact number. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, Burnett was drafted the same year we drafted Rodgers. Yep. Okay, so you get a freebie the year Burnett is there, and so then yep. the curse has to take an extra one off the year that you trade Rodgers a couple days before the draft. There you go. So next right. year, dude, next year, oh, and man. and think how Can't pent wait. up, think how pent up that third round pick is. We're gonna knock that so far out of the park. Oh. First team All Pro, Rookie of the Year, oh, third man. round pick next year. I bet. Hold on. I gotta search for some guys in the third. Yeah, you need to get to work on that because he's gonna be huge. Oh man, I think I think we can agree that some of the things with the Packers are going to die along with the transition away from Rodgers. Sure. But we're going to have to reestablish some new stuff. Kicking the crap out of the Bears in Chicago was a fantastic first start. I think, you know, I was certainly completely unwilling to get on board with any of the um, memes about Jordan Love owning the Bears prior to the game. And I just said, like, look, you got to beat him first. But he didn't just beat him. He just he kicked their teeth in and sent him home. Well, that's the other I thing, mean, right? First game of the year, it's last few seasons. I mean, yeah. not even last few seasons. It's it's been kind of like uh, coin flip. Is it going to be you know, rust shake off game, basically preseason game where it just looks terrible, and maybe maybe that's it's been like, graduated it's been like a lot five of years Rogers as well. So because the 2018 season opener was against the Bears, and I thought that was a really really fun game. That was the it was money yep, money. Was there. Yep. That was great. What a what a great game to be at. I will say you were there. I was. I was. That's there. awesome. I was there. So that's the one I, thing you know. Ryan is never gonna chime in with whenever somebody mentions <laughs> Packers game. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> I remember watching that one on TV. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've been to two ish. <laughs> two ish. <laughs> why? Why is it ish? I thought it was one. What? What makes it two ish? Um. I actually think it's three, but it would be three-ish because I remember two of them. Were, were you in utero? Because my daughter was in utero for a game. <laughs> no. No, I was there physically as a fully grown human being for three games. Oh, so. okay. But only there physically. Yes, correct. Simon Wilson says, I support trading all third round picks. I I have been ranting about this for several years now. Why do we not just every year go find some sucker team? Just basically call all 31 teams and say, hey, what will you give me for this year's third round pick? Will you give me your second next year? I was just going to say that we should just start trading all of our thirds for second next second round. And then we just have two seconds and no thirds every year. Somebody why would you not, why would you not take that swap? I'm looking for who has a lot of fourth round picks. <laughs> I don't know. 2024. I'm like, hey, we'll yeah. take like that's hey, probably you want, you want five. That's probably the better way to go. Take two fourth round picks for our third, yeah. and then we end up with three fourths. We freaking dominate the fourth. Minnesota's got the, anyway, Minnesota's so got two fourths. Have a, Minnesota has. Um, yep. Come up. Take Minnesota our third. seems to like doing those intra divisional trades now too. They San Francisco's to got two fourths. Want to come up, grab another kicker in the third? All right, here. 
Take our third. Oh, we'll take two and then if that if that curse transfers, I absolutely want to give it to San Francisco because screw them. <laughs> oh, you know who else has two fourths next year? The Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Some more training going on there. That'd be pass the curse over. Asking. Here's your here's a third rounder for you, Jets. It's right. definitely not cursed. Don't worry. <laughs> Somebody was asking me today why today is when they asked it why why the Jets would not be trying to trade for one of the Packers backup tackles like now, like post that game. And I said, they don't have a quarterback to protect. Yeah. And he's like, well, they got Zach Wilson. I'm just like, not a quarterback. I don't know why the Jets would be trying to do anything right now. Like you just, you don't have a season ahead of you. You need a quarterback. This is, I mean, there's like two teams in the league right now who could lose a quarterback and still, carry on there might be a solution it's it's one that um fiscally i'm not sure is possible but it makes sense considering where the jets want to be and where the other team is heading it's for the jets to you know call um call down to the southwest and say hey how's kyler doing how's the how's he healing up because i mean if the cardinals are going to move on and draft a quarterback but again Kyler's been hurt too. Do you want him running for his life a bunch with the tackles? You just, Probably yeah, you don't. I don't know, but something to you know, Jets would just be asking for so much trouble. Could you imagine? Especially for Zach Wilson. Like <laughs> Zach Will we we love Zach He's Wilson. Actually we're we're replacing you. Sit down, you're terrible. Then he gets hurt. Zach Wilson's our guy for sure. Then you replace him again. Then that guy gets hurt. And it's like, no, no, we believe in him so much. He's gonna be so good. Actually, now now that I think about it, they football, should do that. That'd football, be hilarious. Football gods up there say, "Hey, you guys keep saying it. So yeah. That's on you." You said man. you wanted Zach. You I said you know. want him. So just helping you out. Yeah. All right. Over under. Okay. Point five games. So basically, will he or won't he? How many games is Tim Boyle going to start for the Jets this year? <laughs> is it uh, is it more than zero? I'll well start. I'll say no. I'll I'll say he will. I think I think he'll start at least one game this year. And that's I would I don't like Tim Boyle at all, but I would think they'd go elsewhere if they decide to move on from Zach Wilson would be my guess. Anybody else. Think about this though. Think about this. That that garbage offensive line is gonna get Zach Wilson killed. <laughs> that's He's a good gonna point. miss a game. They may not have time. Like, you know, He'll be in concussion protocol or something. Like, you know, I don't want him to get hurt, but he'll be like in some sort of evaluation thing where he he's not allowed to play. Mm-hmm. I think Tim will. I think Tim Boyle will start a That's game. Fair. This year. That's fair. And I don't. I don't think he'll complete a pass. Oh, this is a dangerous question to bring up, or something to bring up on the, on the a comment to bring up. So go further off the rails here. Cooper yeah. to Gene. Oh, <laughs> is that where Randy you're going? Lewis. Randy Lewis <laughs> says, you know, Goose is itching to take another first-round safety. It's been a few years. Dude, there's a couple positions. Started. There's a couple positions. <laughs> safety is one. Tight end is another where, you know, in the 2022 NFL draft, I was, like, purple-faced screaming, draft a tight end, draft a safety. They did neither. Yeah. Then oh, 2023 safety. comes around. Now you're taking all these swings at tight end because you have no tight ends. They still don't address safety, which, granted, that was a really bad safety class. But the 2022 class, you had some really good safeties in that. The guy who who broke up the pass in preseason game one for starters. Uh, Dax Hill. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Dax Hill, 
Uh, Kirby Joseph, who yes. mercifully ended <laughs> the uh, 2022 Packers season. Yeah. That man was ready for a Jets Lions Super Bowl. I know it. Dude, you know what? Um, you know, I will never root against the Packers to lose a game, but I will. The prospect of <laughs> limping into the playoffs as the seventh seed by beating the Lions and then going to San Francisco. No, no, didn't screw that. that right in the ear. Yeah, didn't. that'd be bad. I was, I was so relieved when that game was over. It was not a fun way to see Rogers' career in Green Bay end. No, but that 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 season needed to die long before it did. Yes. Well, I'll tell you a safety that could actually really be painful aside from watching uh on Thursday night football one of the rookie safeties uh pick off a pass and take it back uh branch. But the Falcons have Jesse Bates right now, which is yeah. somebody that for years Packer fans have been saying trade for Bates, trade for Bates, trade for Bates. Falcons pick him up and right now just one game but he has a 94.5 PFF grade as the number one highest graded safety in football. So if that dude destroys our uh, our week, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. This is where love has to be. And it, they found, everybody found the clip pretty quickly. Love manipulating the linebacker, mm-hmm. right? Creating space for, for Reed on the throw. Was that Reed's catch? I, I'm losing my mind. I've, my brain is... Hurting, uh, there's so much film that has been out uh, recently yeah, to look sure. at, but it, it, Bates, uh, both of his picks, uh, they were in too high shell the first time and he just, that he freelanced. He said, I see this. He's going to Hurst. I'm, I'm taking this away. Uh, second time he was in single high and he cut off the dig route, uh, and let the post route go behind him. He, he's just reading Bryce Young's eyes the whole way. Um, uh, Bryce Young, rookie quarterback. Yeah, it makes sense. Obviously things you have to get better at. Like he's, you know, I still think he's going to be fine, but that's NFL speed. NFL safeties are going to key in on a lot more, uh, than safeties even in the SEC. So Bates is, yeah, he is a problem. Uh, what I'd rather see the Packers do, uh, than challenge him over the middle of the field is to bring back a lot of what, you know, got Rodgers going with rhythm, the RPO game, forced Richie Grant and A.J. Terrell to tackle. Like, legitimately. The grades were bad in game one. If you look back to last season, that's exactly who they are. Inconsistent and poor tackling. Let the DBs try and tackle. Terrell scares me. He's he's He is a seriously, seriously underrated cornerback. Yes, he is a great corner. Yep. But if he's in off coverage and you want to flick the ball over, well, make him tackle. Yeah. The the Falcons defense, by the way, so Jesse Bates, you mentioned he has a 94.5 PFF grade after one week. That's the second best at any position in the entire NFL. Thankfully, a dude named EJ Speed. Yeah. Colts. Who's a middle linebacker for the Colts. I had never heard of him. Yeah. At a 94.8, just barely edged out uh, Jesse Bates, who was – just a tenth of a point ahead of TJ Watt at 94-4. So that's fun. We get to go up against Jesse Bates. Uh, but they got they got some game records kind of everywhere. Yeah. They got <laughs> like one at every position. That's that's what they sucks. Do. They got like Even one receiver, Yamada, one tight end, one running back, Jarrett. two defensive tackles, one corner, one safety, one linebacker. 
it's enough. It is enough enough right. to make hell for you because you can't just try and find, hey, you know, we'll we'll pick on on Okuda. Well, you know what? You know they're gonna shade Jesse Bates or uh Ellis over to that side, Caden Ellis, and help out Okuda, or you know that uh Lorenzo Carter is gonna be over there. Okay, you know, great. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna pick on Richie Grant. Whatever. I mean, it just no matter where you go, you try and attack Calais Campbell, who is finally, after 30 years in the NFL, maybe on a downswing, but it's still Calais yeah. freaking Campbell. Yeah. Like you're you're really gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna run at Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree. Like, good luck with that. I mean I think the, yeah, the only I, good thing is the two areas where they might not have a guy are two pretty important areas, and that's quarterback and edge rusher. Yep. Yeah. They're, yeah, like they're I like I said, in young guys. It's about if we can beat their free. defense. Yeah. Maybe the Packers defense can put up some points again, like they did against the Bears, and help out in that category. And then it's not quite so much burden. David Onyemata was a monster in week yep. one, eighty nine point eight grade. Yeah. Don't love seeing that. <laughs> trying to trying to imagine our. Offensive line, particularly our, our interior guys going up against Grady Jarrett and David Onyemata in run blocking. Yeah. They need I to be better than week one. That's for sure. Because they, they were uniquely, even among guys that are not good at run blocking, they were, especially Myers, significantly worse even for their own standard. So against they got to pick it up. Defensive line. Right. That's and what's really scary about it, too. Nothing. Right. Seeing Josh Myers get thrown to the ground by guys that wouldn't even be third string on any other team, that was painful. Yeah, yeah it's 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 a scare. Um, and also, not seeing the, the – I mean, it's tougher. It's fields, right? But the defensive line not tackling as well last week. Yeah. It is – like I said, it is fields though, right? Ritter's not fields. Right. But definitely got to clean that up against this offense. So yeah, it's it's a trench game again. It's, yeah. it's going to have to be. We're going to probably is, say it every week, but it is encouraging what we were able to do against the run, considering the the Bears how good they are at that. When you look at the defensive line, I mean the pass rush, you can look at it and say, yeah, well their their offensive line is bad, but I mean that's a team that runs the ball extremely well. So they were able to hold up there. That feels pretty good about it. But it is going to be a pretty big test against this offensive line, which is a significant upgrade over the Bears. The Packers are favored in this game, actually, by one and a half points, and it's Ew. on the road. So you look at that as probably three-point favorites on a, a neutral site. Sure. Over and under is set at 40.5, which is one point lower than against the Bears. And I'm, I would guess that this is probably a testament to, you know, number one, a higher respect for the Falcons' defense, but also maybe – giving the Packers defense a little bit more credence after what they did to the bears. So Simon, you did kind of miss out a little bit. I don't know if anybody's got a, a, an extra that they can pull out maybe at the end for you, but uh, yeah, you, but you can go back and watch this again. We, we spent a significant amount of time roasting the bears for the audio audience. Simon asked, did he miss the oh, yeah. bears cold takes exposed episode? We did kind of do that, but Ryan, you're, is, yeah, is your pie going up in the, tomorrow morning? Is that, uh, or rather, that, yeah. uh, Wednesday morning? Uh, yeah, that's going to be, um, 
uh, laughing at the enemy part one. Part one. (laughs) (laughs) There's just, when there's three, five months of buildup, like, you know. Yeah, it's, you gotta take a little bit of time. Well, and, and the, the other thing that I realized is I, I should probably spend a little bit of time making fun of the Vikings as well, because I'm sure they're in full meltdown having lost week one to the freaking Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Yeah, I mean, that's as brutal as it gets. So that occurred to me, and it's like, all right, I, I have to, uh, we got to do a part two here. Not just Vikings. I got more bear stuff to do, but yeah, tomorrow, the, the next day, uh, Thursday will also be a little bit of just laughing at uh, these NFC North chumps that ran their mouth too much. <clears throat> you guys, do you have any score predictions for this game yet, or are we just recording this too early in the in the week? I haven't even honestly contemplated it. So I would just be pulling a number out of thin air at this point, I think, which I can do if we want to do that. Last week, <clears throat> Jake and I both took the over on 41 and a half, and we both picked the Bear- the Packers to cover. We were right on both counts. And Ryan picked the under, and man, and at halftime, the under sure looked like a good bet. Uh, yeah. uh, but he, he also picked the Packers to cover, so... Get, get a point for each of us and then an additional point for me and Jake there. Jake, do you do you want to take a stab at the uh, the final score for this game? I could take a stab at it. I think really quick, I know it's not when we're recording this, it's not Wednesday. The injury reports aren't out. But from all indications uh, from Atlanta's side of things, it seems like Cordell Patterson's trending in the right direction. It seems like Jeff Akuda is ch- trending in the right direction. Uh so they're going to probably be a relatively healthy football team uh, coming into this game. I still not sure. I'm not sure it matters. Uh, I think there is at least, I know it's one week. I do think there is a significant gap in quarterback play. Uh, I think if, if Atlanta doesn't kind of maybe change up the approach offensively a little bit, and and not target playmakers in the passing game, it might be a longer afternoon for Atlanta than many believe. I would still, again, I think the total's super, super low for this. I just, it might be exactly like last week where there's just not a lot of points in the first half, mm-hmm. and then things kind of open up as adjustments are made. If I were to say now, I think I think it's going to be Green Bay. Uh Again, still mild confidence. I think that, like Ryan brought up, the, they've or you guys have both brought up, they've got playmakers in spots. So I just don't – I'm not imagining a blow out of my head. I would lean something like 24-20 Green Bay right now. Uh, subject to change, I may send JJ something <laughs> something later <laughs> in the week if we don't have another one of these. Uh, but that's where I am right now. I think it will be competitive. I just think the, the gap in quarterback play matters. I think – Offensive line and defensive line consistency as a unit matters. And I think I'd lean to Green Bay on both counts. I do think that the Packers defense is going to put together a respectable showing. Um, I thought that there were enough plays against the Bears where there was an opportunity for a blown coverage or, you know, just guys maybe not quite where they needed to be. I really like the swarming that we saw from the Packers defense, which typically would have me thinking that we're not going to see any 
uh, really big long chunk plays from the Falcons this week, but also Bijan does scare me a little bit. I I think that him catching a short pass and taking it to the house like Aaron Jones did until I just kind of consistently see more from the Packers defense. I'm going to assume that some of that stuff is still in their DNA. So I am taking one really long touchdown run like that, probably by Bijan for the Falcons. One more touchdown just earned honestly and a, uh, a field goal. So 17 points for the Falcons for the Packers. I'm taking 23 points. I think that Anders is going to look a little bit, you know, sort of like what we saw in the preseason where you're going to have a missed PAT, but also a really long field goal. And you're just like, well, whatever. I, you know, I guess I'll take the three points that you got from 56 yards. Um, you know, if it means giving up the, the extra point, but 23 17 is my pick. So that is Green Bay to cover, but I'm taking the under on 40 and a half. Well, I'm, I would, again, this is just without really any investigation, but I would go much higher than what you guys are looking at. I was thinking low for Chicago, Green Bay, but I mean, it feels like just as far as DNA is concerned, the Falcons love to give up a ton of points and they also love to like score a bunch and look like they're going to win and then fail in the end. Like that's historically what they do. I know their defense looked good week one when everybody's defense looked good, but they were the 25th ranked defense last year. Um, everybody that looked good week one is playing better than they had historically. Like Anyamata looks good and he's a good football player, but he's not that good. Grady Jarrett's a good football player, but he's not that good. Uh, Jesse Bates, you know, so I think they're going to take a step back to reality a little bit. Um, the lack of exterior pass rush, the fact that we do have pass rush, Ritter being kind of a problem, uh, as far as not being good. I don't know. I, I would lean more. I, I hate to put the Packers in the thirties again because I thought that that was unrealistic last week, but something, you know, 24, 28 Packers, something in that range. So, so Packers 28. Yeah. Packers to lose. Packers 28, 24, 28 Packers. Okay. So if, if you are picking the Falcons to kind of return to just their DNA, I would expect all 24 of those points, or at least 21 of them, to be scored in the first half. Packers to be down multiple yeah. touchdowns <laughs> well, at halftime. Yeah. Well, and still which, down multiple touchdowns uh, a couple minutes into the fourth quarter. Which would make sense for the Packers as well, as far as the way they seem to play football, where they don't show up until the second half and then just decide, you know what, we're actually pretty good at this stuff. So, so we're probably looking at like 7 to 21 at halftime. <laughs> Yep. And then uh four call it two minutes into the fourth quarter, the score is gonna be like uh what Dakota Miller? That's I didn't even hear the freaking thing until you oh, said that I, and I'm like, oh, oh I, I can heard hear him. I've, oh, I've, I've been it. hearing the cricket yeah. going yeah. Yeah. I don't just a few <laughs> minutes. Just a few minutes. It hasn't been super long. But the Packers are going to put up two touchdowns in the final ten minutes, and uh, if you know the the ESPN like win probability chart, yeah, you know, it shows oh, no. like you know who's who's going to win. Oh, no. It always for the Falcons, it's like you know it, it gets oh, like ninety nine percent with like a minute left to go, and then nose dies every single time, and then zero. Yeah, <laughs> if the Falcons ever get to ninety nine percent win probability, we have them right, 
where you want them. Yeah, exactly that's when you place you your bet the against the Falcons. Uh, it's 24-21 <laughs> with 47 seconds left. <laughs> oh, the Falcons, they've got this in the bag. Oh, wait, they can't rush the passer. Yeah. That's that's There's... when uh that's when some like ball boy walks up to Arthur Smith and he's like, You know Falcons are lactose intolerant, right? <laughs> <laughs> Boom, Watson for forty, they're at midfield already. It's like, oh man, not again. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to overtime. Psych <laughs> on an end around. On the end zone. <laughs> like, that's very All right, possible. gents. Any uh final thoughts besides the Bears still suck? Not for me. Jiminy has a lot to say, but uh, I think I think I've pretty much said it all. I got one. Uh, Jaden Reed, I believe, was fourth in yards per route run for rookies in Week One. So some encouraging signs there. Luke uh, Musgrave, was, I, th- I think, was number one among all tight ends in yards yeah. per run. Yeah, Musgrave had a uh, a quite impressive debut. That was up there with uh, someone mentioned it. I don't remember who mentioned it. Uh, somebody on somebody on Packers Twitter said, you know, it was up there with the whole league in terms of performance. Week one, it's I I haven't seen all of it yet, but I it might it might be hard to to argue that. So, well, yeah, I think he was he was just second in total yards, and that was with the one ball getting thrown over his head. So, I mean, yeah. if, imagine if both of those got caught, he would just be dominating right now in all statistic categories. He really is tight end Christian Watson. He is, yeah. He really is. But he's a little little clunky, not quite figuring it out, but by week ten, he's gonna have his three touchdowns. <laughs> Barroom Network tweeted out PFF says Nate Davis allowed nine pressures on Sunday, and one of my <laughs> Bears fan friends <laughs> I love quote, that. tweeted it and said PFF isn't accurate and their measurements are flawed. Yeah, of course. Bears fans hate PFF because PFF says their team is bad. Which is hilarious because even they know their team is bad. They just watch their team get stomped, and they're like, "Right, and like no." <laughs> you you are you honestly going to sit there and say J- Justin Fields wasn't under pressure a lot, or what? I know. <laughs> no, he didn't give up nine pressures. Just uh, you know. are they just they just expect every single one of them came from Cody Whitehair because they hate him already. Hey, uh, I will say two. Two rookies on both sides of the ball grading the top five for the Bears. So, you know, maybe the rookies are good, but that's kind of an indictment on the rest of the, the rest of the, yeah, that's the kind of indictment on the rest of the <laughs> roster a little bit when the, uh, the rookies are actually, uh, doing something. And of course, Mercedes Lewis leading all offensive players for the Bears uh, in oh, terms of grade no. on offense. That, that is, that is a, that might be a tough one to side note. That, there. that actually, stupid. Go ahead. No, I was actually three. Three rookies on offense for the Bears in the top five uh, in terms of grades. So, there you go. Yeah, I really thought that uh, Justin Fields and DJ Moore were going to be tearing up. No, no, it's that's by this. You're not understanding how it's supposed to go. It's the rookies. It's the new guys coming in. DJ Moore, you you don't pay attention, man. You're so you're so <laughs> stupid. Based on how good Tyler Scott roasted on Johnson, Darnell Wright played, according to PFF. I mean, where where's the breakout? Yeah. Actually, I think Ill Will is the guy who we we got to milk this pod a couple minutes longer so we can get one more <laughs> donation. So we get my pay counter up a little bit higher. It's only at ten thirty three. Wants to get to eleven dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering why um, we were going so late. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's been it's been like forty minutes since our last donation. So, all right, I didn't get um, to use my cha ching thing, so that's fair enough. Ill Will, I think, was the guy who tweeted something like. 
these these Packer fans are so stupid because they think that like their year two players are going to get a leap. Like that's not where growth comes from on a football team. It's free signing free agents. That's what that's what he said. What? <laughs> that's the dumbest take I've ever heard in my life. Well, when you're not a draft and develop football team, I mean, that's I suppose that's probably that's not surprising. I guess to have that take, you don't know what that's uh, like. Draft it's picks like a developing. Bear, What's that? It's like a Bears fan <laughs> explaining how quarterback play works. Yeah. You would definitely know. <laughs> Gotta see if I can find this tweet now because it was. Oh my goodness! It was amazing. Uh, there's there's only there's only 800 articles uh, out every year about oh who's taking the leap in year two. It's definitely definitely a thing. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think what what because I'm searching his Twitter. I'm trying, trying to remember what. Uh, I think what is a specific word I could look for. I'm frustrated. I, I want to read it now because it was so good. And somebody immediately What's, commented, "Like, like, well, he's a Bears fan, so he probably forgot that that young players can develop, or that like yeah. players developing is growth." I like this comment. Uh, this latest one by Professor Cakes. That's good. Maybe you know that's why people, you know. <sighs> I hate to go back this far. I'd be like, well, McCarthy doesn't use Aaron Jones. Well, maybe McCarthy just wanted to extend, you know, how long Aaron Jones would be effective, perhaps. Right. We can thank Mike McCarthy for that uh, 50-yard run that we got from him. Yeah, you know. But I, I like this. I, I think it, not to jump ahead, but I'm going to anyway. It's packing it derailed. That speaks to maybe why running back in next year's draft might be uh, might be something to look at, you know. Oh, boy. They're going to keep Aaron <laughs> I can, I can see by the can see by the while. by the look on your face. You already got names already. Oh, just, you're just yes, waiting to spill the names. Oh yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. It's a great. I. It's not going to be as good as last year's per se, but it's got some plenty of names. Plenty. You know what drove me nuts in that stupid Lions game was at the end of the game, the announcers are like taking a lap on how good the uh, Lions rookie class is because they played a lot and because they're running back that they drafted it with like the 11th overall pick or something, you know, had a couple good plays and they're like, Oh, you know, a lot of people were doubting this draft class. Where are they now? (laughs) No, no, it's really just all, you know, you didn't draft an outside corner and they're about, you know, nine chiefs open on every play. Just lucky they dropped them all. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the issue there. <laughs> like, like nobody said that Jameer Gibbs was like a bad, bad undraftable yeah. <laughs> football player. Nope. It was why the heck did you draft him that early in the first yep. round? Nope. And don't you need a corner? Yep. Yeah. It was the same thing. It's like Jack Campbell. Yeah. He's probably linebacker one for most people, but at 18, to be fair, when opposing wide receivers are just going to drop every single pass that would otherwise be a first down, You're right? You don't need corners. How did I not foresee this? You know, I should have put that in the in the you know in their kind of draft grade. It's definitely a thing. I will say, I will say, Sam Laporta actually did better as a run blocker than I thought he was going to. I didn't think they were going to stick him in there a lot in the in the trenches and block a bunch in week one and. 
Not too I shabby. Hope, not I hope too Musgrave. Shabby. I hope Musgrave is really good because I'm going to be really depressed about Sam Laporta for a long time if he's not. <laughs> now, did they take Laporta before we took Musgrave, or was Musgrave the first? Yeah. I think it was shortly before. Thirty thirty fourth. Thirty fourth. I found the tweet when Laporta went. I'm going to okay. share my screen so you like can see it. I'm not making this up. And All also, right. also he put a picture on here as well, and it just like the arrogance. Come on, share. Click and share. There we go. <laughs> Hoping second years take second year players take a massive jump is not improving your team. I know this because I'm a Bears fan. Adding actual oh, talent hilarious. is improving your team, not hope. <laughs> oh, just it's the sassiest picture ever of like it's funny because he's speaking from experience he's like players don't get better stupid <laughs> that's that's like oh man that's the self-awareness for a self-owned i just i'm not sure oh man i'm not sure what we're doing here that's... <laughs> players don't get Packers... better a Packers fan at way more Gucci replied to him and said, there's literally a phrase about rookies making a year two jump. LOL. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. the bears will finally become familiar with this phrase under the direction of Ryan. Oh Poles. my gosh. Skeptical. Oh my gosh. Walter said, does that apply to third year quarterbacks? too?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, dear. oh dear. Draft is useless. Good point. Well, it depends on who's, who's doing the drafting. Oh, Jeez. That is so funny. That's so good. Wait, wait. Isn't that exactly what Bears fans are expecting from Fields? Hope of a year three jump. You'd be like, well, but it's year three. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah, how about, you know, see all these like good quarterbacks? They broke out in year two. Did you know? He didn't. Know. Some, <laughs> some of the comments from actual Bears fans are just painful. <laughs> I'm glad Bro, that somebody. You're so right. King Poles has brought in a legitimate <laughs> football GM feeling to my team. Oh, God. Oh, God. Somewhere yes. in here I mean, is, is a comment that says, like, to be fair, he's a Bears fan, so he doesn't know that. That's, I mean, yeah. that should be the comment. I mean, I know this. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be counting on like guys like Kyler Gordon to take a second year leap. Um, just, just saying like that. Oh, was... my goodness. To be fair, I think if your rookies oh, sucked in their first year, yeah, you probably shouldn't <laughs> expect a leap in year two. But <laughs> if they were. You know, oh if they showed any promise, then you hope that they're gonna take. Yeah, a step. that's that's where that's the something. cell phone comes in. That's where the cell phone is. Our rookies are bad. Sign free agents. Well, I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> sorry to tell you, JJ. I don't think you're getting to eleven dollars today. I think the people have yeah. uh, people have spoken. <laughs> Someone please. That's it for today. We'll be right back here next week. Follow us on Twitter at JJ Leahy, at Pack underscore Daddy, and at Jake NFL Draft to stay up to date on all things Packers or ask us questions. You can also reach out to me there and find my Venmo and Cash App and PayPal. Make sure you're subscribed to Packernet on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Until next time, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.